Well, praise the Lord. Let me say this. If I don't hurry up and get him up here, he's going to be, he, he's scared to death now, okay? If I don't get him up here, it's going to be even worse. I was looking through some things I had in the office the other day, just this past week, and there's a picture that I have in there um, of the Sunday that I baptized this one sitting right here, Elijah, just a little old bitty thing. And uh, but uh, gave his heart and life to Jesus Christ. Feels like God's calling him into the ministry, and uh, God's at work in his heart and life. And so we wanted to give him an opportunity to allow him to share that with you. And uh, so without any further ado, this morning, so he doesn't get any more nervous than what he already is, I'm gonna have him come on. All right, give him all your undivided attention. Okay. Follow closely. Good morning, church family. Pray with me. Dearly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come here, fellowship, and grow in your word. God, I thank you for this opportunity that I was blessed with. God, I just pray that you use me as this broken and contract vessel, God, that you, you give me the words, God, that all this is in honor and glory of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn your Bibles with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 11. Prescribe and teach these things. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Show yourself an example of those who believe. So my first point for this one was our calling requires the right example. So if you look at me where it says, but rather in speech. So what is speech? The words in which we say. What is conduct? The way we act. What is love? Love is tender affection. What is faith? Faith conveys the idea of trust. What is purity? Well, in this case, Paul is referring to ethical purity, which is your thoughts and your behavior. So the more I started doing all these things in my own life, the more I felt God calling me. Now, I know we are all sinners, but we should strive to live like this. If you turn to Ephesians chapter 5, Verses 1 with me. It says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. This verse is talking about how we should desire to live like Christ. Christ was perfect in everything he did, including his speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. So if you'll go back to 1 Timothy with me, verse 13. Our calling requires the right attention. Until I come, give attention to public reading of scripture, to exhortation and teaching. So you might ask yourself, what is public reading of scripture? Public scripture. Public reading of scripture is the word, is reading the word of God to a group of people. So if you look further down in the verse when it says to exhortation and teaching, what what does exhortation mean? Exhortation is to be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is within you. The more I grew in Christ, the more of an encourager I become. The more attention I give to public reading of scripture, 
the more I explore and read the words of God, the more the Spirit shows me that I should not be conformed to this world. This world will tear you down. People just, this, uh, the world will tear you down. People, uh, the word, the world will tear down people just to be able to get ahead in life. Though I am working, though I am in a work in progress, I desire to live a life that builds people up so they can reach that potential to become the best versions of themselves and potentially surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. If you'll read verse 14 with me. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. So for this, when I was thinking my point, I was just trying to think, you know, what is, what is God telling me personally? So our calling requires the right use of our gifting. So do not neglect spiritual gifts within you. This is telling us that we do not need to ignore our spiritual gift. If you'll turn to Proverbs 18, 16 with me. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. So when I was reading this, I was, I was trying to piece it together. This is saying that our gift is going to make room for us. Even if we run from it and ignore it, at the end of the day, God will always bring us back to our gift that he is calling us to. For a while, oh, so if we go back to 1 Timothy, verse 14, where it says, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. So the laying of hands function as a way to show how a person is set apart to the calling of ministry. The presbytery during this time was the church elder, which present day our presbytery would be the office of pastor. If you will turn to 1 Peter with me, for, uh, chapter 1. Verses 14 through 16. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourself also in all your behavior. Because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. This verse, this passage is showing that we need to be set apart. And we do not need to worry what everyone else has to say about us. We need to focus on pleasing God, not man. If you look in Jesus' life, the Pharisees and the Sadducees rejected him for who he was and for what, he, what, what, what his calling was and what he was trying to do. So we should not let other people in today's world determine what we do and how we live our lives. We should live it for God. So turn back to 1 Timothy with me. Look at verse 15. Take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. So our calling requires a commitment to growth. 
with our calling, we should have a desire to grow, and we should want that to consume our lives. Reading scripture and spending time with God is one of the most important aspects of anyone's calling. Our personal relationship with God is vital in a healthy, prosperous ministry. This is because how are we going to know what God has for us or how we are, how we are going to walk like Jesus if we don't know what he told us about living like or for him? How can we be holy and set apart? So how can we live our lives the way God wants? How can we know our calling if we're not going to spend time with God and learn his word? If you'll flip over to Hebrews 4.12 with me. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So if you'll go back to verse, if you go back to First Timothy with me. Verse 16, pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do, this will ensure salvation, both for yourself and those who hear you. So for my point for verse 16, I put the, this, uh, the result of our calling. As a result of our calling, we need to pay close attention to the way we live. We need to pay attention to the public reading of scripture, but we need to make sure that we remain faithful and truthful to scripture. Everyone has a spiritual gift, and we need to use them to glorify God. Not everyone is going to be called to be a pastor. Some are going to be called just, some are going to just be called to be followers of God. But all are called to be evangelists. So we do not need to neglect our spiritual gift because everyone's spiritual gift is important in the kingdom of God. If you're turning with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are, are one body, so also is Christ. I feel like this verse is really trying to tell us that no matter what your calling is, no matter if you're being called to be a pastor, being called just to be a follower of God, all of that, even the tiniest thing, is so very important in the body of Christ, no matter what it is. So, in our calling, we do not need to be scared to grow. We should have a desire to grow in our walk with God. How about now? Okay, wonderful. <clears throat> we were sitting up front before it started. I said, uh, how long do you think you're going to be? He said 15 to 20 minutes. And uh, 
I said, well, you just lay, you just, you share with us what God's laid on your heart. And that's, that's the important part of this. But now just as he has shared with us, we also have a responsibility to him. And I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me just real quickly, okay, to 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Just as Paul gave the charge to Timothy in his letters, let me ask you a question. Could you imagine getting your charge from, from Paul, from the Apostle Paul? Could, could you imagine following Paul, all right, after everything that Paul had been a part of? What I want you to notice is Paul shares with Timothy, and church, listen to me, we, this is, this is, okay, it is, it is not, it is not common, it doesn't, it doesn't happen all the time, especially where we find ourselves today in our churches, okay, baptizing is often, as God has blessed us with being able to do. Seeing one's called out of here to the ministry is not an is not an everyday occurrence. And so let me let me share this with you. As a church, it's it's something special for us. And so therefore, one of the things that we ought to do is not only celebrate it, but we also have a responsibility to it as well. Paul sharing with Timothy in Second Timothy chapter four, beginning in verse number one. As Paul shares this with Timothy, he says, I solemnly charge you. Let me tell you something. Paul set the bar high for Timothy. He solemnly charges him. In the presence of who? In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus. That, that's, that's the presence that he's charged with this in. And then he goes on to say, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom. And, here's, and here's, what he, here's, what he tells, here's what he tells Timothy. He said, just preach the word. Just preach the word. And that's, that's if, if we could challenge Elijah today and all of those who are called, just preach the word. Just, just teach the word. My dear friend, what's going to do, the, what's going to have an effect in the heart and life of individuals is the word. Not our opinion. It is the word. And then he goes on to say, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Verse 3, because the time is going to come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. Let me tell you what basically Paul tells Timothy. He says, just, just be ready. Share the gospel. I'll tell you what the world needs to hear today is the gospel. That's what, it, that's what they need is the gospel. Just, just preach the word. Just be faithful to the gospel. Be faithful to what God's charged you with. To preach the word that's revealed in Scripture. You know, one of the things that I, that, that I liked what he did this morning, guess what he did? He took us to the Scripture. I mean, let the, let the Scripture... Speak for itself when it comes to what we need to see. And what does he mean by be ready? He means to be prepared. To be prepared. In other words, it is more important that you spend time with the Lord, okay, than anything else for what God's called you to do. And then he goes on to tell him, he says in verse 4, and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. 
He said, but you be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. There's tough times coming. There's tough times ahead. There are, there, are, there are times when you're going to be ridiculed, you're going to be scorned, you're, just all of those things that come as a result of being, even for believers today, even for Christians, in the workplace, and in your neighborhoods, and where you are, to stand on the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and to share, I, I will tell you, you're not, going to be, you're not going to be the most famous one in the neighborhood or on the block or in the office or anything else for that matter because of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what it calls us to in our own lives. And then Paul goes on to say in verse 6 through verse 8, he said, so at the end of the day, he said, just as I am ready, he said, so will you be. Every one of us in this building today can take the words of what Paul says to Timothy. To be what? To be ready. To be ready for what? To be ready for what's coming. To stand up for the gospel that we've been entrusted with to guard it with everything that we have and the truth of the gospel. But he said, I'm ready, I'm already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I've kept the faith. And in the future there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day and not only to me but also to all who have loved his appearing. So I guess what, what we need and what he, what Elijah needs moving forward and, and where each of us are today, if I, if I could encourage you and challenge your heart with this, just be faithful to what God's called us to do. It's, it's a task. It's, it's, it's a task that's been given to us. And I'm going to tell you something. There what we're finding today, less and less and less are answering the call into ministry today. Why? I'll tell you why. It's a difficult spot to be. It's a difficult place to be in the culture that we find ourselves today. Let me tell you what he needs, church. And all of those who surrender their lives, who, who are answering the call to ministry, regardless of who they are, and for every one of us in this building today. Let me tell you something that... that that is beneficial for all of us, that we pray for each other. And also to lift up those who are surrendering their lives to the call of Jesus Christ in their lives, to the ministry. And so for us, one of the things that we need to do is to make that a matter of our lives in each and every day for them. Because it's a tough journey, it's a tough road. But I will say this to you this morning, all of us in this building, all of us in this building need prayer. To what? To stay with it. To stick with it. Why? Because it's worth it. Because one day, when Jesus Christ returns, don't you want to be ready? Anticipating his return. As Paul said, fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. I'm ready to go. So let's encourage these who have who have surrendered their lives to the call. Elijah has. I know Joel has. 
that God will work in their hearts and in their lives is only God can do that. Not us, but God. And that they will answer and follow God's leading and God's calling. Amen. And Elijah, you did a good job this morning. Okay. My first sermon was seven and a half minutes. Okay. I took everybody through Romans chapter 3 in seven and a half minutes, so you go figure, okay? So this morning, I want us to uh, just to stand together and uh, pray for Elijah.